So good afternoon, Bill. So here we are about to do our second podcast of the day on a drizzly, cold, wet Geelong day. Yeah, I thought things were improving, Mark, but um, I guess it's uh, that time of the year, isn't it? It's it's unpredictable. It's unpredictable, though, though I am a little nervous about all the talk about how hot our summer's going to be and uh, the, the concerns about bushfires and... As you know, I live in Ocean Grove and there's already been a movement to say, oh, the Ocean Grove Nature Reserve could be a massive tinder point. And we've just got to learn to live with the bush well, a little bit, we, but anyway. Be just prior, a minute ago, we were talking about the, the hurricanes in Florida today. Yep. And uh, fortunately, we don't have that here yet, yes. I guess. Thank, that, thank goodness. For that. So, Bill, a, tell us about... This afternoon's guest. All right. Uh, great to have you here, Robert. Robert Sloan, who is a Director of AKT Project Management, which is construction management. And I must admit, um, I've known Robert to say hello to, but I really don't know what he does or <laughs> the details of what he does. Um, so that's why we're keen to get him along today and find about a bit more. And uh, our listeners hopefully will also find out a bit more and uh, understand a bit more about construction management. And, and I, I second that because uh, I, I remember chatting to Robert in the laneway that had been broken through in uh, between Little Mallop and uh, Mallop Street. And uh, I thought, too, I wonder what he does. So, <laughs> so welcome, Robert. Great, great to be here, guys. Thank you. Yeah. So, Robert, uh, I suppose we'll, we'll start where we try to start with everybody. Where was primary school? So I grew up um, in Tamanick which is up in the northeast near Glen Rowan, Wangaratta. Uh, went to a small country uh, town school called Thuna. And Thuna is uh, close to what used to be uh, Lake McCohen. So I grew up on a farm there and uh, until... Oh, stop, stop. <laughs> Another farm boy. Another farm. <laughs> How many times have we interviewed people it's, and they've come amazing. off flights? Yeah. Fantastic. Come off so, farms. So what's yeah. salt, salt, salt of the earth? What was you your farm? What was the parents' farm? Uh, so we had, amazingly enough, my parents um, raised five kids on a square mile block. Now, you wouldn't be able to do that these days, but they had uh, sheep and, um, and also beef and, uh, and did lupins and barley and wheat as well. So, yeah. And my dad... My dad Ran that farm. Um, he was actually a farmer from 14 years of age. Wow. Um, back, back up in uh, Ultima near Swan Hill. So they moved to Tamanick and then ran the farm until um, till I was about 18. And then we moved into town, into Wangaratta. So at an early age, were you involved in the farm, milking and all that sort of stuff? Or, oh, totally. Or... Yep, yep. Shearing sheep and all those sorts of things. So it's pretty hands-on. Everybody was pretty hands-on. Yep. It was good. Yeah, yeah five, five free labourers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I was the youngest of the five. So um, everybody had moved away by the time I was about 14. Um, and so, yeah, I was the single labourer that did everything with, with uh, mum and dad. So good grounding. Good, good grounding. Oh, that sounds familiar, Mark. Mm. My three elder sisters all went to boarding school in Melbourne. <laughs> so I was the only one left. We, we, at one stage, we had a farm in Cobram. Mm. I was the only one left. Yeah, <laughs> oh. yes. So on to high school? On to high school. I went to Tech, Technical College at yep. Langaretta. And then in year 11 and 12, I moved across to high school because I wanted to concentrate more on the... Um, the maths and science so we moved across to there and uh, yeah finished uh, year 12 at Wangaratta High School. And what was your dream at 
end of year 12? Where would you see yourself going? What- well, um, uh, I thought I wanted to do uh, like industrial design, which was uh, my, um, my guidance counsellor said it was called mechanical engineering. Yep, yep. So I got into mechanical engineering, went to RMIT in Melbourne, found out that it's uh, not industrial design, it was actually air conditioning design. <laughs> uh, within two weeks, I spoke to the lecturer and said, hang on a minute, this is not industrial design. He said, no, it's not. I'm in the wrong, uh, in the wrong faculty. And so for the next six months, tried to change. So uh, by, by mid, mid-year, I uh, decided to take six months off. And that's where I changed, um, changed my mind and went into architecture. So I applied all around Australia for architecture and got into Deakin, into Geelong here. So that's where, that's my, the, that's where the my year started at, uh, at Deakin. And a good Geelong. place to do it too, that's for mm. sure. And what was, what was the very first job you ever, a paid job, not a slave labour job at yeah. the farm. Yeah. <laughs> what was your first paid job? Mowing lawns at a motel in Wangaratta. Um, I walked up and down the street um, asking for, uh, for work anywhere. Got interviewed for uh, KFC and uh, actually found out that I'd, I'd got that job, but they never told me um, until we got a letter in the mail asking me why I wasn't turning up to work. Um, and so, um, but I, I enjoyed doing the, the mowing of the lawns and, uh, and working, working at the motel because they were pretty flexible. So I enjoyed that time. So out of Deakin, what, where did you go as, an, as a qualified architect? Uh, yep. Yeah. So, uh, graduate architect. Um, it was in '91. Uh, so, we saw some of the graphs today, um, where uh, in '91 there was a uh, a downturn. Yep. Um, so it's pretty hard to get a job as an architect. So I actually uh, got uh, got a job at Deakin University Buildings and Facilities, which was pretty hands on. It was great. Um, we were doing construction management of some major buildings out at Warren Ponds. Uh, and that was a really good time because uh, we were actually working with the construction management team. Um, my last job um, in, after you know, finishing up, well, as I was about to finish up at building some facilities after about four and a half years, was uh, the wool stores. Oh, wow. So I actually uh, worked with uh, David McGlashan of McGlashan Everest and we documented the, uh, the Great Hall. So I actually uh, put the Great Hall on CAD. Um, and that was a fantastic time so what a what a great renovation of a building that's turned mm. out to be mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, beautifully done i'm yes. a i'm a little bit older than you blokes <laughs> and as a kid in geelong that um or the pier as it's called was actually a working pier and mm. it used to they used to load wool bales onto ships yep. going back to the uk and i remember as a kid running around in that building full of wool bales mm. but mm. and what it is today is spectacular mm. Yeah, yeah, well, we um, we actually made a recommendation for the um, for the de- for Deacon to actually purchase the uh, the block of land next door, which now the convention centre is going to be built on. So Deacon ended up buying that based on our recommendation. We did a uh, a full development review of that, and uh, yeah, Deacon bought, ended up buying that. They were nearly going to buy the the pier as well, but it didn't sort of stack up. That's, and, inter- that's interesting. Yeah. So when when you're was that where you thought you'd end up working then, when you came out of architecture, that you'd actually get into project management as such? Not or you just fell into it with that? Yeah, yeah. so um, I ended up working at a number of architectural practices in Melbourne um, for a few years, ended up being practice manager for a, a practice in Collingwood. 
and during that time, I, I was exposed to some large projects where there were project managers actually delivering yep. um, the projects. And I, I, I was never a designer. Um, it was very apparent that I, I was not a designer. I was a project architect. And, um, and that showed me that um, there was some missing link between the project managers that were representing the clients and getting it wrong, um, not advising the clients well, um, not utilising the consultants correctly, and I felt like maybe that's what I should be doing. And then I got invited um, to be part of the redevelopment of the State Library of Victoria. Um, so that was my first project management role from client side. So I was actually employed by the mm -hmm. State Library of Victoria to represent the library. Um, and I ran two uh, redevelopments stage, stages there and ended up being the, uh, the property manager of the State Library for about uh, six years. And there's another renovation of a, of a building that has been done very well. Mm. That's it's for superb sure. up there. Oh, it really is. I still, from my student days, we used to, we, oh, I think we studied or we might have mucked around in there. Mm. Um, but so all that sort of experience, just moving forward, uh, why Geelong? Geelong, Geelong's just a great, great place to bring up kids. Mm. It's uh, it's a lot cheaper than living in Melbourne. Um, you've got the opportunity to work in Melbourne and 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 take up the resources for Melbourne, but you've also got the the coast and um, and very much just a, a cleaner, clearer lifestyle. Uh, it's been great to to bring up you know, two kids, be married here, bring up two kids, great schools and so on. So um, uh, we've always loved it. So it's, what's thirty five years now. Just, Mark, we go back to our podcast of a week ago, or that's been posted when this goes out, we spoke about a breakfast we went to this morning with Westpac Bank, and Robert, you were at the same breakfast, although mm. we didn't see you there, mm. and I was fascinated by a slide that Bill Evans put up that showed that the percentage of your income to service a home loan yep. in Melbourne versus Geelong. Did you mm. take notice it was of that slide? Astronomical. Wasn't mm. it? I, I was shocked how mm. the, the difference and how expensive it is mm. as a percentage of your wage to service yep. a mortgage in Melbourne. Yep. And that's because the prices are so much higher, of course. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. 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 And, and, and I, think, I, I think that's a really lifestyle choice. Um, you know, the, the fact that, um, you know, both, um, both parents need to work until the end um, to actually be able to pay that off. Um, the kids, you know, um, need to go to school as well and you need to live that lifestyle. You need that time and, and um, availability to, to actually be part of a family, which is really important. So, so, so coming back to um, your, your project role at the State uh, Library, do you always like working in historical old buildings? Have you got a bit of a passion for that? Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting because I did my thesis on relifing old buildings, um, heritage, uh, just uh, old old uh, warehouses and so on, and just the opportunity that's there to do that. So it was fantastic to be part of the wool stores here in Deakin and then to be able to do that for the State Library. I celebrated during that time that I was there, we celebrated 150 years of the State Library, which was fantastic. The dome was opened. Um, you know, there, there was a whole lot of really historic heritage issues, but also as a, as a property manager, being responsible for such a, a historic building was, uh, yeah, it was a really great experience. Was there anything yeah. you discovered while you were, were you working on it that you went, oh, we didn't know this was going to happen? Is yeah, it? yeah, we found, um, we, we found a lot of collections they didn't realise they had. 
um, a magic collection of a uh, of, of apparently a, a famous magician that was based in <laughs> Melbourne, uh, the box where you cut people in half and all those sorts of things, which is pretty amazing. A lot of paintings, a lot of artwork, um, some hidden areas where there was some old books that you know people never knew existed, things like that. It's just just an incredible, incredible just in nooks and crannies and yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, no skeletons? Uh, <laughs> not that I know of. No, no. Oh, sorry, the old jails across the road. <laughs> that's it? it. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. it is a it is a superb building. Because I've, I've yeah. been up a couple of times just to walk around the dome, and and yeah. it's just amazing building. So, Robert, is there any one building besides that we just spoke about that you sort of can hang your hat on and say, "Gee, I was proud to be involved with that." Yeah. yeah. So, I mean. Interestingly enough, it's it's kind of not necessarily a an iconic building, but um, it, it's one where we really turned the whole business plan around uh, and made it, you know, something special in, in my view, anyway. Um, and and that is um, from my point of view, the, there's a there's one on the corner of uh, Mallop and um, and Moorable Street, which is uh, where uh, K Rock is at the moment. Yep. Um, and that was an opportunity to turn a building around uh, to be something that, that had a presence within the centre of Geelong, um, to to actually have elements on it that actually brought back income to to the owner, and uh, and then make sure that it maintained relevance and it actually kept up with the new buildings that were being done at the time. Um, so that, that that's one that I kind of look at as being more of a um, a presence within the urban environment. Um, so that, that that's that's one. the old Commonwealth Bank. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, been yeah. there for and, and, many and, years. Yeah. And I think um, LBW Accountants were up the top of that building at one stage. Yeah, too. at one stage. Yeah, yeah. correct. Because yeah. I remember getting in a clunky old lift, and, and it's yes. a superb building inside. Yeah, yeah. There. yeah. I mean, you know, we've talked about the other two already, yeah. which is the you know the State Library and the um, and the Great Hall at at, the, at Deakin. Um, and they're great because you can actually go back and see the legacies of some of the decisions that we made along the way um, that have actually changed the life of those. Do you know the history of the old ESNA bank diagonally opposite the Geelong Town Hall that's right. got the brick cladding around it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I'm told that behind that brick cladding is a bluestone building. Apparently. Yes. Yeah, yeah. can't wait. Al- allegedly. Mm, yeah. <laughs> allegedly. Well, I know it's... Yeah. Uh, well, uh, well, it was a internally. It's got the old bank feel about it. Yeah. Well, mm. I, I know that uh, the ex Geelong CEO Kelvin Spiller. Yeah. I remember him telling me one day when we were standing at the front of that building that I think his father was the bank manager there. That's and he it, was. And He's it had so been cladded up because the the stone was deteriorating, and they thought it as a way of protecting it and just. Getting rid of an expensive issue that was about to happen. Why not? Well, Robert, <laughs> so you hide it. <laughs> that, that's right, Robert. You uh, we were discussing before we um, started the podcast about a building that you're doing in Melbourne, and it's a it was a reno. No, you took over from the remnants of a building company that ceased mm. to exist in mm. the current climate. Yeah. Just tell us about the process of that. Yeah. So so one one. Key starting point is it was a great relationship that we have with the owner, um, a developer that is uh, a private company, family company, um, that we, we delivered quite a number of projects for them. Um, they had an issue where um, this uh, the builder was actually uh, going into liquidation. 
And so we needed to make sure the building was finished so that they could actually lease the building, um, maintain some stability with the current um, subcontractors, uh, and make sure we got it across the line from a design po point of view. Because it was a design and construct um, of a refurbishment and a reuse of an old building. Um, the, uh, the owner had, had invested quite a lot of money in it, obviously, um, and wanted to hurry up and get it leased uh, to get their return on investment. So our role was to come in and do the due diligence on not only um, the actual physical construction, but also the contracts, the financials and everything as well. So we did that and then we took over the construction. So we're construction managers, we engaged all of the subcontractors, we made sure the design um, was completed correctly. So we had designers uh, in-house uh, in, in some cases and, and externally to help us out. Um, and we're about to achieve a practical completion in the next 24 hours, which is a great outcome. Um, and, uh, and managing all the finances and con contractual relationship whilst um, the builder went into liquidation and then we had to change builders from a registration point of view. So that's been a great outcome for the client. Um, they have an anchor tenant now. Um, we've been able to present it in such a way they could get an anchor tenant. Um, and we could give them a, a practical completion date, which is fantastic. Good outcome. Mm. Brilliant outcome. Mm. So let's backtrack a little bit. Yep. So you're working on the Geelong wool stores. Mm -hmm. mm. What's the next step out of that? Where, when did you end up mm. working where you are now? How did that evolve? Yeah, so, um, so from, um, from the, the wool stores at Geelong, moved to Melbourne, um, worked at a number of architectural practices, and as I mentioned, um, went to the State Library of Victoria. Then um, I was actually uh, headhunted um, by uh, Jones Lang LaSalle, real estate company, um, to look after their project management group for the southern region. Um, and then from there, um, GFC hit. Um, I was actually uh, approached by an uh, engineering company in Melbourne to um, start up a property group. Uh, which was great because uh, it allowed me to, you know, uh, experience a new business, uh, developing a new business, and um, and then after that uh, went back into corporate real estate at uh, Collies International. So um, during that time, um, realised uh, that uh, maybe I should be doing this for myself. Um, corporate, uh, I'd, I'd experienced corporate life uh, and found that. Um, the rewards on investment weren't as great as I would hoped, um, and I thought, let's give it a go. And um, I was late, it was later in life um, from an age point of view, but uh, it was one night where I was pretty frustrated sitting around that din dinner table, and my son said to me, Dad, why aren't you doing this for yourself? And everybody looked at me and said, well, we have been telling you this for quite a while. I said, you idiot, let's have a go. So we did. It was great. And, and then um, I started out with a partner, a uh, business partner, who was my associate director at the time. And, um, and then uh, about four years later, just before COVID, um, we disbanded that, um, that relationship from a business point of view. And uh, then we started up ACT, AKT. So ACT is, uh, is not ACT, ACT because it was, that one was taken. But I was standing on the corner of, um, of a, a street and a bit frustrated about where we were at the moment, at, at that time. I went, I just got to act. I just got to get on with things. So that's where that That's started. where the name came from. Yeah, yeah. And you haven't looked back. 
No, it's been great. Uh, obviously, COVID um, was a bit, bit tough, but we had some good, stable clients, um, good, stable work. Uh, and then coming out of COVID over the last sort of nine, uh, nine months, we've been able to grow. And uh, so we've been employing and um, growing our business and getting more relationships. That, that's, so that's good. good. Uh, now, Mark, I'm going to give Robert a magic wand here. <laughs> uh, and I've given you the keys to Geelong. From a building and architectural point of view, mm-hmm. what would you change for the future of Geelong from that standpoint? Mm-hmm. Now, remember that Gareth Kent's one of our mates <laughs> <laughs> and he has some very definite points yeah. of view. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that first comes to mind is we've got to stop looking at Europe as being um, a, uh, a model. We're, we're Australia and we're Geelong. And there are very obvious issues about um, uh, about planning management in uh, just just in you know vehicle infrastructure being able to access uh, and get through Geelong. So it's pretty important to get that right from a um, from a traffic management point of view. Um, I, I think density is the way to go. I think people are getting more used to to denser living. Um, I don't think it's the uh, the high rises. I think it's got to be a bit more. Um, uh, Australian orientated. Um, I don't want us to end up um, being something like um, Docklands. I don't think it's that's the right way to go. I think it's got to be more regional. Um, but there's plenty of opportunity to uh, bring life into the city, and, and it's and it's pretty disappointing once you actually get um, you know south above um, uh, Ryrie Street um, to see um, the lack of use of and, and the lack of occupation it, it, it's quite sad so uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity there for for development and denser development in the right way so yeah. that's good what um, how many in the team uh, it's four of us yep. and then we bring in uh, external contractors so we've got contractors um, that are available over in Perth and um, and also up in Queensland and New South Wales that we use as well, depending on the clients. So you're Australia-wide, yep. your services? Yep. Very Correct. good. Yes. So a question that Bill normally asks, and I, this is the second time I've said this today. That's right. Um, well, I'll retire now. Yeah, that's okay. Think, yeah. <laughs> what's, what's your leadership style? If we interviewed the, the guys in your office and your contractors and said, mm-hmm. what's Robert like? Mm. What would they say? Um, I, I think – and. I know, knew you were going to answer, ask that question and I, I still don't have a straight answer, but um, I think it's more about inclusivity, openness and honesty. I think it's um, no question is a dumb question. Everybody's learning and we can learn off each other regardless of whether um, you've been out for six months or, you know, 35 years. So um, very supportive um, from a um, professional point of view. Um, and also just understanding a work-life balance as well. Uh, I think there's got to be an understanding you've got to work hard, but then when you need support, it's there. Uh, and professionally, um, there's, there's a lot to learn for everybody. So uh, I will provide the opportunity for people to prove themselves uh, and be in the background to support make sure that they've got that support. Yeah, very good. Yeah. And, and where do you see your business in five years? Uh, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to grow nationally um, from a service point of view, yep. but have resources locally. Um, we've done it before; we can do that. I would prefer to have um, a team that's um, 
uh, tight-knit within an office. Um, we are very much site-based and, you know, we, we do a lot of travelling. Um, but we'd, I'd, I'd like to be at least 10 people. Um, don't want to get too big. Um, we want to make sure that the professionalism and the, the actual um, technical knowledge within the team is shared um, and uh, be good to have some good national ongoing relationships. Is it hard to find the right qualified people? Uh, yes, it is. Um, it, it's, it's hard to actually get people to understand the, the, the need to actually grow um, within the team but also grow with the team as well. Um, there's, uh, there's a lot of money being thrown around out there for, for a small, for a small business It's very hard to actually compete against that. So therefore you've got to, um, share the knowledge about, um, the types of clients that we have and the access to the clients that they will have. Um, they'll be able to develop their own little business within our business uh, we've done that before in other companies that I've been in, and that's the way we'd like to like to do it. And I think you've got to s- sell that. Um, and um, and the qualifications is one thing. The the um, the stamina um, and the uh, the want to learn um, is another. Yeah. Well, Robert, out of work, hobbies, sporting interests. Mm-hmm. What's your background there, and mm. what do you do outside of work? Uh, well. Yes, uh, what is it? Thirty-two years ago, I used to be a race. Uh, I used to race bikes, um, uh, cycles. So that's thirty years ago. You still um, and you still got two legs. I, I still do. <laughs> I still do. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to say I, I, I still like doing it, not racing, but um, like doing that. Um, do a bit of sailing. Um, we used, used to have a little little yacht, so we we do a little bit of that, um, and just um, you know, spending time with the family as well. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say when Robert told us his tipping point, Bill, yeah. or it was the family dinner, wasn't it? When your own family said oh, to you, right. why don't you do it for yourself? Because yeah. yeah. we often yeah. come across what what makes people move mm. and change, and that was yours. That it, was your family challenging it's, you. It's been interesting. It's self-confidence. <laughs> yeah. it, it's a confidence that, yeah, you, you've got the techni- technical ability. You've just got to have the confidence to do it, I think think that's what it was. You've got to be bold is my favourite word. It is, it is. You, know, you really do to make, to make that move. So, Robert yeah. – um, People listening, how do they get in contact with you? What's your website? Yep, so um, www.aktpm, so PMs for project management.com. And uh, you can contact you through the website or inquiry form on the website? Or yep, yep, definitely, definitely. So all our contact <coughs> details are there, my mobile's there. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well, so it's Robert Sloan um, on LinkedIn. Um, and uh, yeah, you can contact us. Um, we we're in we have an office in Melbourne and, and an office in Geelong, uh, so we're pretty flexible about timing and availability as well. And your sweet spot for projects, what what sort of size do you look for? So we're we're looking, you know, sort of five to twenty million dollar projects, um, and uh, it's it can actually be whether you're a tenant or whether you're an owner or an investor. Um, we um, we actually look at the initial feasibility of opportunities. Uh, as well as the design and the, the, the putting together of that, of that business plan, and the design and the delivery. And we're actually looking at 
uh, property facility management uh, advisory as well. We're doing that for a client as well. So oh, okay. End to end. So yeah. you're slowly growing what you're doing. Correct. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to a changing skyline in Geelong, aren't we, Mark? It, it is yeah. getting there. It is getting there. Yeah, I think the future looks very good. On, And if we were having this conversation in 10 years' time, I think we would be having a slightly different discussion. Possibly. I'm sure. Possibly. Yeah, absolutely. So, Robert, thank you. Thank you. It's been a, a pleasure to get to know you a bit better than standing in a laneway <laughs> with the wind blowing up behind us. Yeah, thank you, Robert. It's, um, it's good to finally get hold of you and run this interview and uh, uh, good luck for the future. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you for your time. Yeah.